Welcome, heathens and witches, to the Horn and Cauldron Podcast. Yeah, uh, so we're back at it again. I know there's been like a little bit of a break uh, with regard to these coming out, but work, work, work has been a bunch. Yeah. So, yeah, we are recording this inordinately late, and I just worked at 12, and I have to work another 12 tomorrow. And so, the day after that. And the day after that. Gee, oh, man. I, we're going to see what happens. It's fun on a bun, right? Yeah. Um, I don't need to sleep. It's fine. Live life superiorly. Um, it's only temporary. <laughs> yeah. So, it's only temporary. Yeah. But, um, so... Before we get into the business of the podcast, if you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to like this video, comment below, share, subscribe, ring the bell, or do any of the other shenanigans that everybody else is programmed to say. Um, it's probably the things that I said, but it might it might change. I don't know. It's close enough. Uh, it's close enough. Yeah, it's whatever. It's a C plus. <laughs> Who cares? Um, D stands for diploma. I'm from California. But... Um, <laughs> If you're listening to this on your podcast network of choice, don't forget to leave us a review or do us a favor and leave us a review, whatever sounds clever, because uh, I don't understand how podcast statistics and analytics work. It seems like it's, chaos. it's not that it's not that they exist and you don't understand it. It's That's just fair. that they really just, don't exist. It, it's just that there are numbers and they correlate to chaos. So. That's thug life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's fun. Whatever. Uh, all of those shenanigans aside. Oh, introductions. I'm Jonathan Norgrove. This is Julie Norgrove. This is the Horn and Cauldron Podcast. We're the best. Um, share us with your friends. <laughs> we're chill, dog. That's what we're trying to do here. And uh, today we are talking about Lunasa 102. That's right. I have had to repeat the word Lunasa in my head. Almost every five seconds for the last several minutes as we got ready to record this, because if I look at that word, I call it Lofnasad. And I'm not saying that that is or is not right or wrong, but it's just the way that it's in my head. So <laughs> how do you say Lunaso or Lofnasad? Let us know B below or in like a message or something, because... I see how you can get Lunasa, but it's wrong. <laughs> it's wrong, and I don't know why it's wrong, and I'm not an expert and or anything at all like that, but I just, in my heart, believe that it should be Lofnasad, and so that's the way it was committed to memory in my fucking head. Well, instead of calling it Lunasa, you could just call it Lamas. No, I'm not going to do that. Uh, That's like a whole new word. I'm not going to remember yeah, a whole new word. You could word. also call it phrase I already know llamas, and they're weird pretend camels. They're so fluffy. I think llamas are dicks, though, right? Are the llamas the ones that spit? <sighs> One of them. Okay. I think llamas might be dicks. I don't I don't know. It's been a I long time since I've been around a llama. Do you own llamas, and are they dicks? Let me know. They're so uh, fluffy looking. Oh, they're and cute I as shit their, at a distance. They look adorable. Isn't that what the, isn't that what the, the emperor like, turned into animals. in the emperor's new groove? He yes, turned into a llama. llama. Yeah, that was adorable as shit. I love that movie. Alpacas too. Yeah. Yeah. Alpacas are just different llamas. Yeah, they're basically just different llamas. Yeah. They're just like llama <laughs> I guess technically everything's a different something. <laughs> because different's not a great descriptor. <laughs> it's late and I'm fucking tired. So... 
<laughs> Whatever, Lafnasad, what's going on with that? Okay, so Lunasa, which you could also call Lamas or Phrase Blot or a variety of other names. I know Phrase Blot. Uh, it marks the beginning of the harvest. So it's the first of three harvest festivals. So we kind of have a few harvest festivals, like we had a few spring festivals. Um, and it typically play takes place on August 1st, although some people celebrate it on July 31st, like at sundown, and then like go until like sundown the next day or you know kind of however you sure, want to sure, do that sure. um uh they'll it's sometimes also celebrated on the nearest sunday to august 1st and um this holiday is about halfway between the summer solstice and the autumn equinox in the southern hemisphere um it's typically celebrated on february 1st but again like we say for a lot of different things you don't have to celebrate it on the day, oh, um, yeah. it can Man, be celebrated if, round. If, then. if you're if you're working a thing and you can't like do it that day, the the harvest isn't going to be like how angry dare. at you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Well, it yeah. Is, it's the same thing. It's 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 that like ah, the tomatoes are ripe. I gotta pick those, but like some shit comes up, so you gotta pick them like the next day. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. We clever, actually you know? like really rarely celebrate a holiday on the date yeah um because we are busy people yeah yeah <laughs> yeah honestly so my whole life has been that way i mean like christmas was like plus or minus several days even as a kid like depending on like you know whatever so yeah like who cares about like the exact <laughs> day that's that's dramatic. Don't be so dramatic. Yeah. So um, don't feel like you have to celebrate it on yeah. that day if that doesn't work for you. Yeah. But if you prefer to celebrate it on that day, that's dope too. Oh yeah. Rock uh, and roll. If you can do it, do it. <laughs> but like, don't worry. Yeah. So uh, Lunasa celebrates a lot of things. So it celebrates abundance and growth, fertility, solar energy, the harvest, of course, honoring the dead as well. A lot of the harvest festivals are very like honoring dead and ancestors. Mm -hmm. It's also a good time to visit holy wells, um, collect or create. When is corn it a good dolls? time to visit holy wells? Right. <laughs> I feel like I feel like every every blot is like or what do you call those sabbaths? Sabbaths. Yeah, I feel like every sabbath is like is like you know the seven would be a great idea to do all this stuff comma visit holy wells right uh, it it comes up in about half of them so, i know yeah. right uh, <laughs> uh, to collect or create corn dolls partake in athletic contests or watch them sure to yeah. bake bread um that's one of the hallmarks of llamas there's slight differences between llamas and lunasa but for the most part they're basically the same thing yeah, llamas is like a whole um, ass kind of bread llamas bread yes yes it is it's also the 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 like christianization of the lunasa I'm celebrated on a sunday of course it's yeah christianization. yeah um yeah come visit on. markets or fairs are like another way that you can celebrate lunasa sure, yeah. going hiking and also entering into a contract marriage or otherwise yeah sweet time to do business shenanigans <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually it is. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Visit markets or fairs? That's because it's like like money time for like, um, what do you call those? Farmer's markets. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, we talk about a lot more of the general stuff behind Lunasa in Lunasa 101, which is episode 17. So I recommend that you listen to that. This one's yep. kind of like a supplemental where we kind of take a deep dive into some part of Lunasa. Um, and we're kind of going to be talking about the farmers markets and fairs things. So 
the um the the like we're gonna be talking about the Teltian games. And uh really what that is is that is purported to be the oldest instance of a Lamas or Lunasa festival in the world. Mm-hmm. Um and really um Teltian is the place. And in order to talk about this, we kind of have to start from the beginning and work our way forwards. It's generally how time works for humans. So yeah, sure, <laughs> rock and roll. So we're gonna start with the Book of Invasions, which is the dopest name for a book basically ever. Um <laughs> It's a little sad when you actually think about it, but it's pretty gangster. So yeah. it's a collection of Irish poems and prose stories. The earliest edition was compiled in the 11th century by an unknown source and it contains both pagan and early medieval christian versions of irish stories and legends and myths and story and um other things pertaining to heroes and deities and gods uh and this was actually considered history like quote unquote Irish history by people um up until about the mid 1800s so uh, i see a lot of similarities in the Book of Invasions to the Eddas Mm. um, in the way that they are used and in the type of information that they have. Sure, sure. Although the two different sort of like separate religions are very different, but also have some similarities. There's a lot that kind of happens here, like in that 11th to 13th century time frame, people were like going about wanting to write stuff down about places. (laughs) <laughs> so the in the book of invasions we talk about Lu Lamhafta um who is um really the sort of namesake for Lunasa here. So Lu is a member of the Twahadadanan and he is a hero, he's a king and he's also a deity who's associated with craftsmanship, oaths, the law and the harvest among several other things. Sure, yeah. Um so his foster mother Teltiu um, is an earth goddess and she cleared all the fields in Ireland after the battle between the um, the Tuatha and oh their names just slipped my mind and the other guys um, so Enemies. she cleared all the fields in Ireland to make way for its inhabitants so that they could then grow crops and she was so exhausted by doing this work that it killed her Okay. Yeah. Dramatic turn. She literally worked herself to death so that everyone could eat. Sure, 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 <laughs> sure. Yeah. So uh, in honor of her, Lou buried her in what we now know as Teltian. Okay. And he, at the time, um, it was really popular to do, um, to do a few things in Ireland and really kind of like all of the Indo-European cultures Mm -hmm. to um, honor someone of importance who died. And that is to hold a funeral ceremony and funeral games. People were like, somebody's dead. Let's race. Let's see who can lift this fucking rock the most. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get yeah. it, right? I don't particularly understand, but also we have a way different relationship with death than oh, the yeah. ancient modern, people did. Yeah, especially modern Americans. Everybody's very, very concerned and doesn't want to talk about the death thing. It's, um, well, it's not great in the grand scheme, yeah. but whatever, right? 
Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I completely get it, right? Yeah. And when we talk about funeral games, um, we're talking about like athletic contests similar <laughs> yeah. to like playing the D&D. O- similar to like <laughs> the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you yeah. know, we're seeing a lot of that kind of stuff. And it's not necessarily to crown the best in the world, but to crown the best at the fair. So. Well, I mean, the Olympics weren't necessarily originally, but it was just like the yeah. best that could compete in those games. Yeah. I mean, it's just athletic sporting events for yeah. both entertainment and also like as a Scotsman. It's very like, look at this rock. Who can throw this rock the furthest? Look at this stick. Who can flip this stick the hardest? Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. it was just like kind of whatever you got to do. Right. It's high, yeah, Highland yeah. game style. Well, from and, my perspective, and we talk about know? this in uh, Lunasa 101, but um, like these games like were such a big deal, like funeral games in general. Sure. Um, but in particular, these like early harvest time funeral games were like such a big deal that like they were like, oh, let's have a swimming contest. But there's no lake nearby. So they just like dug a big hole and filled it with water. Oh my god, I thought you were going to say they land swimmed and I, <laughs> that's the funniest thing ever to me. So, I'm a little let down, honestly. Yeah. Try harder, guys. So, now that we kind of have the backdrop for all of this, we can mm-hmm. talk about the games themselves. So, some sources say these games go as far back as 1600 BC. Jeez. That's a very long time ago. Thousands of years. Yes. Yes. Um, And they were held up until the early Middle Ages, but then sort of died out after the Norman invasion. Uh, And there were a few unsuccessful attempts to revive the games over the centuries. Sure. Uh, But ultimately, they weren't successful at reviving the games until 1924. That's unfortunate, but seems... (laughs) like a pretty reasonable thing when yeah. you think about the the stuff that was done. Yeah, so you know? the ancient games, we do have some information about them, but not a whole lot. Um, and some of it comes from promotional material for, from the existing revival of said ancient games. So take yeah, all totally of that you take, with like take a, it with a bit of a of grain of salt. Yeah, totally. Uh, but, you know, we do have some information there. So the ancient games were, uh, were organized around three main events. And these events happened over a series of days. Sure. Uh, so this is like, you know, a week or two, maybe even three, these games are lasting. Yeah, this yeah. is not a short time frame here. Um, so the first, so they were organized around honoring the dead, mm-hmm. around proclaiming laws, and then around athletic games and quote unquote other entertainment. That's a high risk quote unquote. That is a high risk quote unquote. It. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so honoring the dead. So for the first few days, so like the first three days, people would sing morning songs and then cremate the dead all together at once on a funeral pyre. It is, I do not know. Like uh, like America's Got Talent style uh, or uh, what is that? Eurovision style. I'm going to say. Sing off. It's Because I will stand here and support <laughs> funeral singing competitions I'm gonna say every day. It's somewhere between like a Eurovision sing off. Yeah, and you want. know when you go to the karaoke bar and everybody's singing the song that everybody knows? Sure. Like that. Yeah. Okay. Somewhere in between. It's those. less fun. I'm just saying. Somebody's got to be crowned best 
best dirge singer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So people yeah. would sing morning songs. There were traditional songs. Layers. There were songs that people just like basically made up yeah. and, you know, that sort of thing. And yeah. then they would cremate the dead. I, I am unclear as to what the time frame is for these dead are they like a couple of days, a couple of weeks, a couple of months? I mean, I big don't fire, know. fast cremation, small fire, yeah. slow cremation. So that is the first part, honoring fire. the dead. So then the next part of this is, proclaim- is proclaiming laws. So during the whole time frame of the games, not just the pro- proclaiming of laws part, there was a truce during the time of the games mm-hmm. uh, in times of uh, war, uh, particularly um, in the ancient times. This was kind of like a bigger deal, right? There is- <laughs> yeah. There was definitely not a truce during like World War Two, you know. Well, I mean, for these 1924, a little early, but yeah. yeah. So there was a truce during the time of the games, um, and that and this allowed bards and druids to pass the word out about new laws that had been done. They would basically wander around and proclaim the laws. Sure, sure, sure. sure. Um, new sure. laws, new things yeah. of that nature. In my mind, it's like, hey, hey, hey. That shit's illegal now. Don't do that, man. I, you know, probably. <laughs> yeah. At a probably, certain level, right? probably. Yeah. Probably. Uh, unfortunately, most of this information comes through the lens of drinking game, Christianization of Europe. Yeah. I was so. going to say fire safety, but you know what? It's Christianization of Europe. <laughs> there's, there's, there's still time. Yeah. There's still time. Just wait. There's still time. Uh, so after, so in addition to proclaiming laws, um, reviewing contracts was also made at this time since you had all kind of the people doing laws and stuff back yeah. then. Uh, but most particularly and popularly were marriage contracts. And we talk about this um, some of it in the Lunasa 101 episode, and we also talk about it in our hand fasting episode, um, where um, the marriage contracts would be traditionally for a year and a day. Yeah. They were entered into during this time. And sometimes this also happened during the next segment, which is the entertainment time. Yeah. But basically nothing says, why don't we get married? Quite like a funeral pyre and a contract <laughs> negotiation, right? And isn't that and isn't that like modern? Games. Modern marriage is just like, hey, you know, we should get this relationship involved in lawyers and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So contract negotiation and funeral. So people would people would take on these these temporary marriage contracts with the idea of like after a year and a day, you could like renew that like a Uh, library book. uh, Legit. The year and a day like scheme. Genius. Yeah. Absolute fucking genius on marriage contracts. Yeah. Right? This is actually incredibly common for people that ancient people that lived in uh, the ancient like Celtic and Gallic areas, as well as ancient Nordic areas. Sure, Having yeah. temporary marriage contracts yeah, yeah. was huge in yeah. ancient times. It solves a-, a lot of the problems that are currently happening in yeah. marriage contracts yeah. today. Right? Yeah. Like, year and a day, guys. So the marriage contracts were for a year and a day. And um, basically what would happen is couples would all stand together. And then there would basically be, like, a mass, like, temporary marriage ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. And then everybody Everybody get in your car, get in line, 
Elvis Presley's gonna get it done. Don't worry. Yeah. It sounds like some Vegas shit. Yeah, it's I'm very, here for it. it's very Vegas. I'm very here for it. So then they would get married, and then like some people who had done the marriage contract thing, mm-hmm. they would decide to get divorced or separated, and then they would meet on Separation Hill. <sighs> Just a bunch of knives in that hill? Is yeah. That that Unfortunately, like? I wasn't able to find any information about what the separation hill entailed. Yeah. But well, it's not that, that they're getting too. a divorce. If you're married for a year and a day, they're not getting a divorce. They're just meeting up and being like, hey, so. Let's not do this anymore. This was fucking dreadful, right? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Fuck both of us. I'm out. Deuces, yeah, basically. Right? And then just yeah. like dip out. Yeah, Down and this was it hill. was really common to have these like temporary marriages. Like, yeah. basically everybody did it. Yeah, um, I mean, listen, I feel like if we look at the pure statistics of like marriage in America today, <laughs> guys, year and a day, it's not a it's not a dumb idea. It's probably a smarter idea. I mean, you go through a hard winter and you know. I, I'm not trying to give the government more reasons to take our fucking money because what well, a marriage license costs money. And yeah, shit. We, we paid money for ours. I don't remember yeah, how sure. much. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't I don't remember how much. But like I'm just saying, year and a day government makes more money also. It's smart in every possible wheelhouse. <laughs> Right. You got to renew this shit. Y'all got to agree every year to just like not be assholes. Yeah. You know, that sounds like a like a pretty gangster way to live your relationship, (laughs) especially since like whatever, some statistically non anomalous portion of marriages in a divorce nowadays. Yeah. Whatever the fuck it is, like 80 percent or some horrifying number like that. I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't even know. Maybe it's lower than that, but whatever. It seems dramatic. You know? Yeah, yeah. So these temporary marriages were so, so common that the church actually got got mad about it. Yeah. Like when England ruled everything. Sure, sure. Um, these marriages were later called Tilton marriages after the name of the place. Sure. Um, that were that we're doing all this stuff in. And um they were considered valid up until the 13th century. Wow. And after the 13th century, the church was like, no more of this. Yeah. And they're they no like, longer recognize them too as much marriages. Shut it down. Yeah, and, and the church no longer recognized them as marriages. That did not stop people from doing this. Of course not. It just stopped the church from recognizing them as marriages. Yeah. Now, at the end of all of this law proclaiming and marriage contract business, um, there was another bonfire. This time they didn't light people on fire, though. Um, or corpses. Um, it was just a bonfire. Yeah. To mark like a the regular, end, basically. It was a regular bonfire, not a funeral bonfire. Yeah. 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 And I mean, that sounds gangster, though. <laughs> yeah. And then we start with the third part, which is probably the most fun part, which is athletic games and other entertainment. Yeah. Um. So they played a variety of athletic games, Um. more than there are in this list. But also, like I said, keep in mind that some of the things on this list may be... Uh, essentially marketing propaganda from the like early the the, like early revivals of these games right so they there was jumping contests and hurling um which is like throwing a big stone uh and then there's racing like running and horse racing they had like throwing spears and archery and sword fighting and boxing there was wrestling there was even chariot racing Sure, yeah. Uh, for all of these It's like games. regular horse racing, but like in a tiny boat. 
swimming too in sky boats. in either lakes or in man-made ponds. Yeah. <laughs> Land swimming. Less exciting. <laughs> Still interesting. I don't know, man. I it depends on how you do land swimming. That might be pretty fun to watch. It's Uh, like linear mud wrestling. I am picturing it as if the guys from Monty Python invented it. I'm definitely thinking of Monty Python. Yes. Uh, But in addition to the athletic games, there were other types of games. So there are also competitions for singing and storytelling and dancing and even strategy. So there were other types of of competitions, too. And in addition to these ones, a lot of craftspeople gathered to sell their wares, as one does. And they also competed, trying to be named for the best goldsmith or the best weaver or the best armorer or the best jeweler or, you know, the best zucchini or something like that. The best zucchini? Yeah. Like they just transmogrified into a fucking veg? No, but you can grow vegetables. Yeah, that would be best farmer, my guy. I'm gonna go best zucchini. Best zucchini farmer, but No, still. no, no. Best zucchini. You're like, look at me? Because Best zucchini. Because have That's you ever right seen now. a really gigantic zucchini? And you're like, whoa, look at this zucchini. I'm gonna show the zucchini to all my friends. I'm gonna be real with you. Big zucchini, not best zucchini. I'm, Biggest zucchini, yes. Best zucchini, no. It's a big fuck zucchini. Yes, but it's big a big pumpkin, zucchini. Not as delicious as small pumpkin. Yes, but there's still competitions for the biggest. Yeah, and that I would, is I would, one of the I things. I would compete for the bestest. I mean, yeah, but that's that's not nearly as fun as competing for the biggest or weirdest shaped zucchini. I mean, weirdest shaped zucchini I'm always here for. Right? Yeah, see? I want to see somebody grow a zucchini in a knot, but that's a separate distinct <laughs> issue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's those like uh, the square watermelons, you know? Yeah. Like that kind of yeah. shit. I'm here. So for you can still go to the Taltian games to this day. Um, it's like a huge um, like tourist attraction in that particular area. Sure. Yeah. And be fire. it would, would totally be super go. fun to go yeah. to. One day. Yeah. One day we'll go do a vlog about it. Yeah. So that's basically the namesake and the reason why Lunasa is the festival that it is. Hmm. Hmm. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah, it's very dope. I'm here for it. Yeah. It's very Scottish games adjacent. Yeah, it is. And I'm very here for Scottish games adjacent because I love the Scottish games. So very fire. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are looking to celebrate Lunasa, um, we've got a bunch of ways for you to celebrate that you can sort of pick and choose, obviously do whatever you want. But if you don't know what to do, here are some great ways to do it. So you can participate in or watch some athletic contests. Yeah, yeah. Um, You can feast, especially if it's with food that you have harvested yourself. Yeah, Um, always a good excuse to feast. Yeah, we're about ready to have a little tiny mini feast because uh, it looks like our uh, roof tomatoes uh, are about ready. About ready to go ripe. About ready yeah, to go yeah. ripe. It's very exciting. We grew exciting. some tomato plants and those motherfuckers are taller than our house. Yeah, that's why they're called roof so tomatoes. So they're roof tomatoes because they've peaked above the roof <laughs> out of judgment. So We live gangster. in a redwood forest and everything here wants to grow very tall yeah. to reach the Everything's sunlight. like, hey, what's that, a distance? What if I did all of that shit? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. 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 Um, Especially sage. Motherfucker, can we grow sage? With, yeah. Oof. The only Oof, thing that, that does pineapple not... pineapple sage is becoming 
dramatic. <laughs> the only so thing big. that does not grow really tall is we have a persimmon tree, and it's very wide, but not It does tall. love it's the width, but no crazy. height. It's yeah. a weird persimmon it's a very tree. Weird. It's yeah. the only one. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, especially if it's food that um, you've harvested yourself. Yeah. You can, of course, plan a ritual, and we or have a simple ritual for you later. CSA boxes. Guys, support yeah. local agriculture. Don't buy from a distance. That's, well, dumb, honestly. So, yeah, yeah eat, eat in-season food that's local. Yeah, and also challenge yourselves to try and figure out what to do. We actually just started getting a CSA box, and they gave us this huge thing of fennel, and I was like, "Oh yes, yeah, Dionysus feast, yeah, let's we're go!" Do it. Yeah. Because one of Dionysus's big things is fennel. If you don't know, listen to the Dionysus deep dive. Um, and I was looking at recipes for fennel because I've literally never eaten a fennel bulb in my life, um, <laughs> and. <laughs> Uh, found a really delicious recipe for pesto, and yeah. I'm like, okay, so how do I get more here of this it. already? Yeah, here for it. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Um, so you can plan a ritual, and we've yeah. got a simple llamas ritual for you in a bit. Um, you can have a picnic. You can go visit a holy well, or just like a well, or like a spring. Yeah. You know, like if you've got a well in your backyard, I suppose you could go visit that well. It doesn't have yeah. to be anything. Super I mean, if you're fancy. a modern well and it's just like a hole in the ground, still counts. Go visit still a that well. shit. Yeah. yeah. Be like, what's uh, up? <laughs> you can go to a nearby lake. Right now is a really popular time for like county and state fairs. You can go visit a fair, uh, buy fresh groceries from your local farmer's market or a CSA. Mm -hmm. uh, go pick berries yeah. right around where we live. The blackberries are just about to be ripe yeah. and i mean in some parts of the county that we live in they're already ripe. But oh yeah where we live it's uh it's colder so the, our harvest is later um so you know go pick some berries because that would be super fun you can go for a hike also you can pair that up with other things um you can go make or you can buy corn husk dolls or other types of like corn husk art Sure. Yes. Um, people don't just make dolls out of them, but dolls is like the big one. Yeah. Um, bonus, if you make the corn dolls, you can hang on to them and also use them for your in bulk ceremony later uh, in the late winter, early spring. Yeah. Um, if you are so inclined, you can make plans for your hand fasting or for your wedding ceremony. It's a very auspicious time for that. Uh, you can go visit a cemetery because remember, harvest time is about honoring the dead and those who came before you. So you can also look at honoring your ancestors, whether that's at a ceremony or not, or a cemetery or not. Um, you can do fertility or abundance spells because this is a great time for that too. Bake some bread. That's what Lamas is all about is baking yeah. bread. Sweet bread. Do it. Delicious bread. Yeah. Uh, you can make oaths. Uh, so some people choose to use this time of year to dedicate themselves to their craft or to do sort of like... Um, resolutions of things they wish to change in their life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you can, of course, wear flower crowns and garlands. I mean, I am a person who wears them literally all the time. You can wear um, them all the time. You can wear and them you all should. year round. Guess what? Flower crown, better looking hat. So especially if you're not a hat person. Yeah, I'm not particularly a hat person. I like the idea of wearing hats. But when it comes to actually putting one on me, I'm just like, ugh. ugh. I don't know about that. That seems like a bunch of emotions about a fucking hat, but um, it's how I feel. I wear hats, 
but also flower crowns of gangster. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you can also make your own flower crown, of course. Yeah. Um, you can do an abundance or a money spell, hand in hand with harvest time being like for fertility and abundance and honoring your ancestors, yep. is also for abundance and for money. <clears throat> Straightforward. Yeah, you can read uh, the poem John Barleycorn, written by Robert Burns, yeah. a old-timey <sighs> Scottish poet. Gotta read more Robbie Burns, that guy. Crazy English. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not really English, you know, but like, yeah, I love Robbie Burns' poetry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, his poem, John Barleycorn, it became so associated with this particular holiday that basically people deified John Barleycorn and Loki started worshiping him. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it is very it's it's actually very common in several areas of the UK, not just Scotland and not just Ireland, for people to go and hike to the top of a hill for Lunasa and to take with them an ear of corn and then to bury the ear of corn for john barleycorn that's awesome yeah uh you can also donate or volunteer at a charity the harvest season is about sort of like helping the community because the harvest isn't just you harvesting your things although yes you would do that also but it's also about the community harvesting the fields of grain that they would be able to use to eat throughout the winter time so this is a this is this is a holiday that's particularly associated with community work and with charity even more so than you would think like yule as like a modern american we really sort of think about charity time being like the holiday holidays tm uh but this is really for a pagan side of things much closer to what that would be for from like a holiday kind of perspective yeah. um and you can also hold a family reunion you've got a bunch of people hanging out and partying and honoring ancestors and stuff why not get together the fam and have a yeah. family reunion yeah totally 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 well i mean like a family reunion is very like ancestral like honoring because like yeah. second cousin ancestrally connected sort of a thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Yeah. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. Yeah. So for us, um, we celebrate Lunasa. We, it's a pretty low key one for us. Although where we live, it's typically <laughs> sort of like hottest of the festivals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's but, like the most hype time of year. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's very it's very warm um, where we are during this time of year, and um, for us, really, a lot of a lot of Lunasa is looking forward to Scottish Games, yeah. the athletic festival, um, and like sort of uh, uh, not necessarily connecting with your ancestors, but connecting with your like heritage. your heritage totally totally, um, totally yeah. that that is the thing you know, that meet, we do meeting up with your clan tent and like you know getting kilts in your tartan and you know like watching the heavies and the bagpipe competitions and drummers competitions and and all that sort of stuff yeah, yeah. having the traditional yeah. food i mean and uh, the scottish games are a bit late for us we go to the the uh Alameda County Fairground Scottish Games, the Pleasanton Scottish Games, um, which were originally uh, in the county that we lived in, in, in uh, at Santa Rosa uh, Fairgrounds in Sonoma County. But um, technically, the Scottish Games started like a month ago. 
Yeah. So, and, and in California, there are Scottish games, like, from, like, June through September. Something like because October. October. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, um, like, the SoCal games are, like, early October, huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's true. Like, uh, what do you call it? Seaside games, I think, yeah. are, like, late September, early October or something like that, which... One day we'll get down to seaside games. Those are those are cool cool cats yeah. there. I know I know a bunch of dudes who do seaside games, but um, yeah. So like this is really like mid season Scottish games. Yeah. For so us. for us, it's a lot of getting ready to help out at the at the athletic games. Yeah, at the big ones and for us. celebration. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, basically they do everything there except for getting married and proclaiming laws. So, you know, well, I mean, I mean, the <laughs> uh, Cali Club makes a bunch of fucking decisions, they, so it's kind of like proclaiming true, laws. And I have no doubt that some motherfuckers aren't getting married at the Scottish games. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, hell, yeah. we got married like the week before the Scottish yeah. games. So yeah, specifically for that reason. So yeah, so for us, it's about Scottish games. It's about our anniversary. So this is generally a pretty low key uh, Sabbath for us just because we have so much else happening. So around the house, we will oftentimes hold a small ritual. Sometimes we'll make corn dolls, but uh, but we usually refrain from doing that until the later harvest seasons, because when we go to Scottish games, we try to support as many of the vendors there as possible possible and there are some really fantastic vendors there that make corn and like wheat dolls and stuff so we try to support that but you know we do do you know gardening i typically harvest the herbs in our yard around this time because for us the 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 warm season starts later so for us this is sort of like a blend of midsummer and lunasa Oh, yeah, certainly seasonality wise for like our crops, you know, being underneath the redwoods and being so close to the ocean, but also, you know, I mean, like seasonal drift, like, yeah, yeah, I mean, we we had rain like what, three weeks ago it was raining. Yeah, and we're supposed to get rain next week. Yeah, so, <laughs> so like, yeah, we live in a weird place. And of course, climate change, but yeah, yeah that's its yeah, own yeah. thing. Well, so, seasonal drift is seasonal drift on its own problem, you know. Yeah, so for us, this is a pretty low-key, like, sort of a family centric kind of Sabbath. Totally, so totally, totally. we generally are not going big, having crazy parties because we got a lot happening and we've got a lot that kind of goes into this time of year. So for us, this is really more of an introspective kind of way that we celebrate this. And I tried to kind of capture yeah. that a bit with our Lamas ritual. So we'll go ahead and get right into that. Yeah. Yeah. So for that, um, in addition to anything that you generally prefer to have as magical items in your ritual work, you're going to want, as usual, something to drink and a small snack. Um, In addition to that, you will want to get some bread or biscuit dough that is ready to be baked. It can be homemade. It can be store-bought. It can be one of those pop cans. We, <laughs> there is no hate. There those is are fucking, no shade. Those are fucking delicious. Those are delicious. No, no, no hate, no shade. <laughs> Listen, if you're judgy about like a bursting can of fucking dough, you are high as a kite. It's fun. That dude. shit is so it's good. super fun. Oh, those yeah. are so tasty. I love those things, man. I love them. I can't eat yeah. them anymore, though. They are, oh, yeah. They're made with uh It was real good. You make like a casserole, then you like take those. And you just fucking put them on oh, top of the casserole yeah. and bake that shit so it makes like a like a yeah. like a biscuit crust over the casserole. 
Oh man, we used to do that all the time when I was young. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude, so those are fire. in addition to the dough, you're also going to want, um, well, maybe not going to want, you can have optionally like seeds or herbs or spices to decorate this. Sure. And if you are going to do that, you're going to want one beaten egg yeah. because that's going to help adhere those to it. So the first thing you're going to do, follow all the directions for the dough up until putting it in the oven to bake. If you're using them, assemble your toppings or decorations, and also don't forget to preheat your oven. Yep. Um, so once you've gotten all that stuff sort of pre-done, uh, cast a circle, clear your mind, and say, the wheel of the year turns, and today I honor the time of the first harvest. The fields are ripening, and in times of old, we would celebrate the, weep the reaping of what we had sown. Next, you'll light the earth candle and say, spirits of earth, I thank you for your bounteous harvests. Light the air candle and say, spirits of air, I thank you for cool breezes on hot days. Light the fire candle and say, spirits of fire, I thank you for warm nights by the fire. Light the water candle and say, spirits of water, I thank you for your nourishing rains. And lastly, light the spirit candle and say, spirits of my ancestors, I thank you for my strength and support. Once you're ready now, go ahead and shape the dough into any shape you wish. Um, and traditional shapes for um, llamas bread are like braided breads uh, and also bread shaped like a person. The easiest way to do that is to take like an oval loaf and to use a knife and then to cut at the bottom to make little leggies and then to cut little arms and then to sort of like make an indent near the top to give it a neck so it looks like it has a head. Uh, but you don't necessarily have to do that. You can shape it into any way that you want. And as you sh are shaping this dough, uh, focus on the things that you're grateful for, especially the things that you've worked hard to accomplish. Um, and when you are done with that, if you're using seeds, herbs, or spices as decoration, brush some of the beaten egg on the dough and sprinkle or place your decorations on the dough. When I say decorations, please keep in mind that whatever you're putting on here is going to go into the oven and be baked at high temperature. So it should not be something that would be a problem if it melted. melt or burn <laughs> or anything like that. Yeah. Decoration is mostly seeds, right? Or like uh, when you like uh, when you like uh, flour some of the dough, you yeah. know, when you like score it with a razor blade and like flour half it, yeah. so it's got like differential coloration or some such. Exactly. Like that. Yeah. 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 Um, so once you're happy with your bread, say, "I am thankful for all these things and more. I honor my ancestors of old by celebrating the old ways and keeping them alive." And now go ahead and bake the bread according to your directions. Allow the bread to cool before eating it. Uh, and while the bread is baking, enjoy your small snack, being sure to leave behind a sip and a bite for the spirits. Um, you can, of course, wait until the bread is done, but some bread takes quite a while to cool. And um, it is delicious and wonderful to have warm bread. But what you don't want out of the oven is to have a scorching hot bread, a thing that I did not learn for a long time when you are doing bread making. This is my like pro tip here is you have to wait until the bread is cool enough to put your hand on like the bottom, whatever the bottom of the bread is. Like maybe you turn it upside down. Loaf, yeah. Yeah. Like the like put your hand on the loaf for if you can put your hand on the loaf for a minute and it's not too hot for your hand, then you're probably good. And 
the reason why you're doing this is because you burned yourself with bread. No, is because when you cut open a loaf of bread and it is too warm, it lets all of the steam out. Oh, and, and it, it collapses the texture of the bread. The yeah. bread doesn't technically collapse, Ooh, I mean, but it can but, collapse. Yeah. Uh, but more likely, you're going to have a very dry and hard to eat bread after you get through the first couple of slices. So that's yeah, why you generally want to wait for the bread to cool entirely. So if you want to have warm bread, just heat it up later. Most of us have microwaves. <laughs> or a skillet, jeez. Or a skillet, But yeah. yeah, okay, I understand what you're saying. Unless you just bake that bread and you're going to eat 100% of that bread in one sitting. And that's and great. And the reason why if I'm saying that, that is it. because I will eat a whole ass loaf of bread. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't get a yeah. large lad by not eating a whole ass loaf of bread in one sitting. <laughs> Let me tell you what. Now, you can also, once you're done with all this, you can um, do any other spell work as desired. And once you're ready, of course, thank the spirits, extinguish your candles. You don't have to wait until the bread is done to be able to do this. You can do this sort of at your own pace. And when you enjoy your ritual bread, remember the things that you're grateful for. Um, you can, if you are a closeted person um you can definitely do the baking of the bread and all of this stuff silently um and decorating it in a way that's you know a little bit less hard for anybody to sort of tell yeah. this is a great great one to yeah. do if you're someone who's trying to of like not be out and about and at it yeah. yeah totally 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 yeah yeah definitely definitely you know if you're in a situation where you can't like properly express your like belief or whatever which is an increasing thing right now today in uh in this place so yeah yeah so this is a, a great one to do in. if you happen to yeah. be closeted yeah <clears throat> so um moving on to the our favorite part yeah. the list that keeps on giving the lists correspondi <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So these are the correspondences for Lunasa, uh, for animals, um, bulls, centaurs, goats, roosters are all associated with this. Uh, colors, we're kind of looking at those harvest colors now, even though for many of us it may still be the height of summer. So brown and gold and green, yellow, orange. Stones kind of follow that same idea there. Amber, bloodstone, carnelian, peridot, tiger eye. Yeah. Plants, uh, basil, frankincense, hops, marigold, mint, sandalwood, sunflower, of course. Foods, ale, always. always. <laughs> ale is just sweet, <laughs> sweet, delicious liquid bread. <laughs> Apples, any grains, any berries, grapes, cider, corn, of course, uh, potatoes, any other sort of seasonal foods. Um, deities that are associated with Lunasa are, of course, Lu, the guy who it's named after, but other deities that, that uh, may interest you for it are Apollo, Ceres, or Demeter, um, Hestia, Ishtar, Mercury, Odin is associated with this holiday, yeah. Persephone, um, Teletu as well. Yeah. And other types of symbols, really, you're looking at dolls made from natural items and grain weaving, honoring the ancestors, sickles, skulls, also associated with this particular holiday. And uh, this is just a short list of the correspondences for the full list. 
Um, you can go to our Patreon and support us there. It is only $5 a month um, to um, to access the Book of Shadows pages. Sorry, guys, we are a little bit behind. It takes us some time to get this done. Um, Boy, doesn't but it. the full list of correspondences are on there. And as actually, well as a you... written out version of the rituals yep. and like the things that we discussed. So that way you can like print it out and keep it as like a reference material yeah. in your Book of Shadows. Uh, you know, uh, like when Lunasa comes around every year, because that's how time works. Yeah, and we have a Lunasa 101 up in there, so if you're looking to get moving on that before this particular item is up there, then you've got last year's. Yep, yep, totally. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, speaking of Patre uh, Patreon, we would like to thank our patrons, Alan, Miranda, Helena, Alexa, and Adrian. You guys are awesome. Um you know, you're the ones that are keeping us improving every time. So thank you for that. Yeah. Thank and you then, for helping us do what we yeah, do better you guys every are time. Awesome. Stay awesome. And if you want to be awesome, join the Patreon. Right. I mean, that's how that works. Yeah, yeah. basically. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> next up, we have a pub chat, um, which is coming out next week. Yep. Uh, so that'll be episode 11 of the pub chat. Yes, we've taken a little bit love. Like yes, a, we like skipped last break. one. Sorry, it's guys. Fine. It's fine. It's exhausting. Life we happens. We have a bunch of stuff going on. And um, and then after that, we have episode 44 of our full length like podcast episodes. And this one is. Oh, my God. I don't know what that says. Tessiomancy. Tessio. Yeah. Tessiomancy. Tessiomancy. It is it's basically divination by reading tea leaves. Yeah, I've never heard Tessiomancy for that. But All apparently it's called divinations have a mancy associated with Well, no, I, underst I understand yeah. that humans love mancies. But um, <laughs> yeah, don't be a don't be a mancy. Or whatever the, they're yelling at us. But, um, you know, like a Nancy. After Stranger Things, I'm just like, I do love Nancy. That's fair. It's true. Uh, but this one is about Taseos. That sweet foreign car. Yeah. So a how Taseo to read. Sounds like a foreign car. <laughs> yeah. So how to read tea leaves. I'm yeah, pretty excited about leaves. this one. Yeah, this is exciting. This is exciting. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. Um, but, yeah, this has been this has been a quick one. But, yeah. but a bit. A bit heavy in detail. Yeah, yeah. You know? We covered a bunch of stuff in a short amount of time. Yeah, yeah. So, either way, I have been John Norgrove. This has been Julie Norgrove. This has been The Horn. And Cauldron Podcast. Podcast. Yeah. And uh, again, like I said at the top, uh, if you're on YouTube, don't forget to like this video, comment below, share, subscribe, ring the bell, and do all of the accoutrement. Let us know what you think of the stuff that we talked about. How do you celebrate Lunasa? Do you think that it should be pronounced Lofnasad? If you disagree <laughs> with me, where should we fight? Um, because I will fight. Uh, I'm, not, I'm super lazy. It'll be an that. athletic game. It'll be promise. an athletic game. We're going to take rocks. We're going to see how far we can throw that particular rock. Yeah. I've done heavy events for the Scottish Games. It's dreadful. It's it's exhausting. But I've done it. Yeah. Fucking Braemar Stone, my guys. But uh, wait for height, wait for distance, caper toss. I have we a caber. We do have a caber. I have a yeah. caber, so we can do caper toss if that's what has to come down we to. We also have some some big old trees that have been yeah, cut down. We, we, so. can, we can make it happen. But, um, and if you listen to this on... Bloody aside. If you're listening to this on your podcast network of choice, don't forget to leave us a review so we know that you're listening to this. I don't know where we're at, like eight, eight. or nine. We're at eight you're official. At like eight official listeners. guys. Do you want to be an official listener? Just say so. Say you want to be one, and then we'll just assign you a number at random. Uh, or maybe you know, not. Because counting's knows? hard. But. Uh, <laughs> 
I'm exhausted. I'm ready for bed. But uh, yeah, so let us know what you think about all that kind of stuff and how you celebrate this kind of shenan. Yeah. And uh, and we will we will catch up with you guys on the next one. Um, stay magical, folks. Yeah. And don't forget, breathe in self confidence and breathe out self doubt. Right.